welcome to a live edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm your good buddy. Aaron, turn off the crowd noise. Your good pal, Migo Aaron. I'm joined by a man that's not used to going to conventions unless he's dressed like a horse. I give you the original Brony, Jabroni the Brit. You know, you were my second at the one convention that we went to together. Well, I wasn't you dressed were like a horse. Ta- you know what? Yeah, you were the back end of the horse, if you know Take what I mean. Oh, yeah, real good, eh? So, this is a special ARG Presents. We're here live at Boat Fest 2022. A packed studio audience here. A sea of humanity. Computers, uh, consoles, everything all over the place. Absolutely. And what have you thought of BoatFest thus far? Eh, no, it's been great. I will, <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't a, for all those jerks that I've showed a, up. I've had a good time. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it went quite swimmingly. I've had a good time. But this could all go south in a hurry. Yes. Because the Brent has come up with the stupidest, most harebrained scheme. Uh, I'm not even going to try to explain it because I don't even know what it is. Because this is a special ARG Presents. It's going to be under Brent rules. So, Brent, what are your stupid rules? You know, Aaron, uh, last night, I, I left the convention a little bit early. Got home got home about 11, or 10.30 or so. And I started thinking about this. And I thought I started thinking, this is the dumbest thing we've ever no, attempted. No, no. We is not involved. This was all you. Well, I had nothing to do with I it. I agree with that, except you're sitting beside me. Well, I know. So, I know. let me real quick explain what's going to happen. All we right. are going to spin this wheel. Yeah. All right. And a subject that we have not prepped for at all is going to come up. Yeah. We are going to pick a game from the system or topic. Yeah. We're going to talk about it for a limited amount of time. And then we are going to spin the wheel again. And every time that wheel spins, the time to think of a topic, explain ourselves, and move on is going to get shorter and shorter. Okay. Until we literally just run out of time. Okay. Okay. So, are you ready for our first? I'm not. Now, now, when you let me get this rule straight here. When you're yeah. going to spin the wheel, and then we're going to we're going to talk about one game on one system. Yes. And, and we're going to debate this game. Correct. The merits of this game. And we're going to speak speak uh, a little bit about the system okay. or the topic at hand. What if you don't know about it? Uh, well, then you're going to look real stupid. I'm not because I know all those. Oh, you think so, huh? You think so? All right. Let me get the stopwatch going. Is that, it's got to be that precise where you've got to keep time. Yeah. Yeah, that's the fun of it. All right, I'm going. Are you ready? I'm Can not, you give no. me a wheel cam, Aaron? There we go. You got it. And there we go. Start the timer. The Odyssey 2. All right. Aaron, I'm going to pick Pickaxe Pete. What do you think about that? Well, we already covered that one, haven't we? Okay, what would you like to talk about then? Uh, let's talk about Brazilian Popeye. Brazilian Popeye. Well, that's not that wasn't actually released in the states. It's still an Odyssey two game. That doesn't so matter. Let's talk about Brazilian Popeye. So, okay. if you ever played Odyssey two, Odyssey two is a great machine for Magnavox. It was the first machine we ever had, and yeah, my absolutely. dad bought it for us because it had a keyboard. So he thought it'd be like a computer. It was not. It was not a computer. No, in fact, it's possibly the, the worst keyboard I've ever tried to use in my life. It's a membrane keyboard, but I mean, it's still, it's cool. It does have a it keyboard. Is. You can type yeah. in your name for high scores. And that's mainly what it was used for. And so yeah. it got it got uh, released over in Europe as a video pack, uh, and it was also released in Brazil, and so they came up with a Popeye clone down there, because there right. weren't a lot of games ported to the Odyssey 2. Uh, in this version of Popeye, I believe you're, uh, it's one screen. Popeye's a big, uh, freaky-looking guy 
He walks around collecting the hearts uh, in a very blocky way. What were your thoughts on this? Well, my effort? question, my, my first question to you is: Do you think that they were trying to replicate? Well, obviously they were trying to replicate the arcade. Well, right? duh. But how well do you think they pulled it off? Not, not that great. It's a horrible version. Well, I mean, it's what do you want? It's Odyssey too. It's like a couple steps up for a calculator. What? <laughs> Just, well, the calculator can play Doom. We've already discussed that. Well, not those are much more the, modern. This was a horrible game. Uh, it was horrible controls. It was horrible. Uh, the, the controls were fine, but what you were trying to do in the game were so different from the arcade. Yeah, you were trying to collect the things, but everything else was wrong. Well, I liked it. I thought, I mean, me and Boat played a lot because we like stupid stuff, you know, and so we like to play the games, like especially games from another country. So I enjoyed it. I thought uh, they got the one screen down pretty well. I mean, you got to think the Aussie had a, a very basic graphic set. Do you think the reason why they didn't do more screens was because they just couldn't, or do you think they just didn't want to? No, I think they just couldn't. I don't think they also couldn't. They don't know how. I, now, see, I disagree. How can a game, uh, like I was going to, like, I wanted to talk about Pickaxe Feet, right? Yeah. That game has multiple screens. Yeah. And it has multiple levels, multiple concepts going on. Right. Why could they do it and Brazilian pop? I because, couldn't. Let me ask you: Have you ever played Pickaxe Pete the arcade game? I no. Because there isn't one. Because they weren't trying to emulate something else. But they it's did. Ob- it's a, that's obvious. Okay. Any dipstick could figure that Would out. Would you recommend people going out and trying to play Brazilian Popeye? Absolutely. Yes. No. No. Because if you want to play Popeye, just go play Popeye. That takes a lot of fun out of it. And you can say that about every clone or every port of everything. I just disagree. Now, on the as the Odyssey on a whole, as, as you as most people know, because we've talked about it before, great great little console for back in the day. Yeah. Would you consider it a console or a computer? <laughs> it's a it's a console. Okay. A computer. What could you do with it? You could program on it. How? There were there was uh, in America you could. And only in Europe they released a basic cartridge. I'm just saying. You, you I, couldn't play. You couldn't play Popeye in America Would you want to type in a game on that keyboard? Oh no! That makes the Spectrum keyboard look like uh, one of the greatest keyboards of all time. It is. It's absolute crap. Move on. All right. Are you ready for spin number two? Give, well, give me some zoom in here. I mean, uh, now here spin number one went so good. Here's the thing. What if we get Aussie two again? That's that's the risk. So you already think this through, did you? Are you kidding me? Spin it again. No, Odyssey 2. I want to talk about another game. Uh, Quest for the Rings. Right? Yeah. We have Quest for the Rings. How much of a step forward for video games, or do you think that was a step backwards for video games, integrating a board game into a computer game? It was awesome. It's a great game. Me and the boat played around. If you look on YouTube, you can find it on our channel. In fact, we've got one of the few videos where you play a complete game of it. It's a lot of fun. Multiplayer. Uh, it integrates the game well with the board game. You know, I think they did a good job as a as a collectible item. Oh, it's, it's one of the all time great now, like what? boxed games because you've got that nice map. You've got those metal tokens in there. You've got uh, uh, that beautiful box that opens up like a treasure map. All that great art. Yeah. I mean, if I had to say, if someone said they pressured me, what's the all time greatest like? Boxed game, it would be up there just because wow. it's so beautiful. It's all embossed. It's, I mean, anyone I, that's seen it knows it's all gold. All the rule books, gold. It's yes. in full color. And I don't think you're wrong about that statement. I would actually probably agree with you. Now, I have a question. Why did that not catch on? 
Well, because no one owned an Odyssey. That's why. No, 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 no. Why did the concept of video game slash board game, because they went the other way with it, and the other way with it became incredibly popular. Your Mario parties, uh, uh, you know, you can even play like modern board games, Clue and, and Trivial Pursuit and crap like that on a system. Yeah. But why did that hybrid model not catch on? Why did it fail? Well, I, I'll tell you why. I don't think people. I don't think people have the when they play video games. They want to play video games, all right? They don't want to drag out pieces and put up a puzzle board. There's two. You got two, you're trying to combine two different sort of crowds. The board game crowd is not necessarily a video game crowd. And also, some people that like board games, they just don't want to mix and match them with their video game. You I, can understand that. I completely, somewhat agree. What I, does that mean? No, because. <laughs> You completely somewhat agree? That's right. Well, I was going to completely disagree, but I don't think what you're saying is wrong. I just think the way you're saying it is wrong. I think that board, if you were going to play a video game, for the most part, especially in the 80s, you are looking for a, a cheap, quick thrill. And, uh, Quest Who isn't? And Quest for the Rings is not that. Quest for the Rings is a, a pretty huge time commitment yeah. if you're going to play through the whole thing. And also, you're really supposed to have one person outside of the game that's kind of controlling the game, like a like a dungeon master type role, uh, to set up the board and do all that kind of stuff. I, you know, it's funny they released the series, the the, the uh, master strategy series, whatever, and they've got a they've got a, we, I've got a couple of them. I've got the Wall Street one, and me and Boat broke it out. That we were like, we're going to play the Wall Street Odyssey two game. Yeah, and it was so complex. It was more complex than Wall Street. Like I, it's unbelievable. There's a ticker that goes across, and we just we you looked somehow at it. lost hundreds of dollars. I mean, I believe Boat had the cameras lined up and everything, and we just we looked at it for about ten minutes. And we're like, shut that off. We're done. We're not doing that. Too hard. So do you, do you, you think you draw the line? Do you think a remake of Quest for the Rings could survive in today's market? Well, it would be or, you know obviously upgraded. And, if it was me doing it, I would do kickstarted. That's how you do it. That because you get. That way you get the people that are into it. I think you could remake it and do pretty good. You got to pick the right system to put what it on. What system would you put it on? I mean, you got to go PC, right? No, that's so lame. Like the Amiga would be great for it. It'd be perfect for it. You got everything you need there. You could, yeah, it would be, that would be an awesome system. Plus, as we discussed yesterday, the Amiga community is willing to cough up the wad to, to get you so, paid. So you're thinking the, the best way to remake Quest for the Rings for popular art audiences to put it on Amiga. I would also put it on the Odyssey too as well. You can't you can't truly and believe the TI. It. Get them in there. All right, I'm spinning the wheel. <laughs> Come on, Odyssey two. I will beat you again. Right, Atari. Now this is a broad, broad spectrum. You mean Atari from across all platforms? That's right. Atari is a company. The overall Beauty of Atari. Okay. Do you have a game that you would like to discuss? Well, there's, a, you know, that you're sort of taking up a lot of space there. With Absolutely. This. Well, here's the thing: if I narrow down Atari, some members of our crowd will come up and beat me. Well, I want to talk about. You know, it's funny we were talking. I want to talk about the Atari 7800, right? Because check it out. Like no one likes this machine, right? Except, but they're, but they're, but they're dumb. Hold on, hear me out, hear me out. Like, <laughs> the crowd's turning like, on us. Like it got released, it, it landed with a thud, right? Because they kept it in the warehouse. Y'all know the story. Seven hundred. Thank you, released Jocko. It, released it too late, you know. And then lo and behold, someone was like, "Hey, wait a minute! This thing's pretty darn good. It plays all the twenty six hundred stuff, and the seven eight hundred enhanced stuff is not bad." Some of it, I would say. It's real good. I would I, and whenever I can think about a really 
top shelf title. I would go with like Asteroids on there. It's Asteroids great. is really good I mean, for it, the seventy eight. Because you gotta <gasps> think that the twenty six hundred version's good. It's okay. It's no, it's good. It's it, real good. It's okay. What yeah, no, it it's is. Really, it's no, okay. don't say it's okay. But the the, the seventy eight hundred okay, version it's crap. is real good. You got two player action. Yes. You've got competitive mode. It looks cool. The asteroids look cool. Uh, I think that's a darn good game for the Sydney Hunter, just off the top of my head. Okay, no, let's talk about that then. Yeah. Some, okay, because uh, I, I agree. It's I think it's a great game. I think it's a beautiful game for the console it's on. Yeah. Right? Two-player concept. I think it's kind of gimmicky, but it works. It works as well as it can. It's two-player asteroids. Um, do you think... Well, for, for, before we go to that, because I want to mention something before I forget about it. Uh Another system that got a ton of hate, especially last night when we mentioned it in passing, is the 5200. Yeah. Do you think it deserves the hate it gets? Yeah. yeah. It's no okay. good. Okay. I thought it's, you might try to defend it, but I agree. It's you can see garbage. what Atari was trying to do here. Yeah. They wanted a machine that uh, had that you only had one cable coming out up to the TV. They wanted a machine that you could store the sticks in and stuff. Yeah. The problem is... That they cheaped out on joysticks, and, yes. they, and those things were garbage. Yes. They also based it on... Uh, they could have just uh, uh, pretty much fully based on the Atari computer line, and it would have been that, a lot better. But they didn't do that. No. They didn't want to do that, and so they, that was a stupid thing to do. Do you think that? Well, do you think they were trying to draw a line between this is our consoles and this is our computers? I think they were doing the same thing computer companies have done throughout the ages. They were trying to capitalize on their the good computer side with the console. And it almost inevitably fails. And we can cite many, uh, you know, such failures. Amstrad did it. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, the Amiga did it. Yeah. You know, uh, even FM Towns did. All these guys did it. Oh, I'm just saying that's what the Marty was. Isn't it, isn't it odd that they keep making the same that same mistake over and over? Well, no, it's it, because if you're a computer guy, it's like, man, this looks great. You've got all this. You got all this. You've already got the architecture. You've got all the software that's ready to go. So it seems like a good idea. And if you look at the rich wealth of software in the Atari 8-bit library. I mean, it's vast. It's underrated today. In, in, in its day, people knew how good it was, but now people are sort of sleeping on the 8-bit. And the Atari 8-bit's got tons and tons and tons of great stuff on it. And so, you you know, but the 5200, you can't get it done with the 5200. I agree. It's bulky. That power going to the RF thing is a disaster. It's a, a wiring nightmare. It's huge. It's like a boat anchor. Its peripherals are weird. The joysticks are crap. That trackball peripheral is awesome, but it's huge and heavy. It's as big as the console. It is. You know? it, well, it tried to be its own little control panel. It was. Yeah. It was clearly its own control panel. Yeah. Okay, we're running out of time, so I want to real quickly, let's get back to uh, Asteroids for the 7800. Yeah. Do you think that that is something that, obviously, they've remade Asteroids a billion times at this point, right? Yeah. Do you think you can take the core concept of the Asteroids for the 7800, uh, the two-player aspect, I think that was really the unique selling point of that game. Do you think you can remake Asteroids today using that concept, maybe even make it four player or six player well i mean clearly it the, it's stuff like that's been done indies have re, have read asteroids has been cloned a million times right you can do anything with it the original but concept it was, was so sell. clever well the well i don't know it depends on what kind of is it gta level sales numbers no no of course but not. some indie geek can make a few bucks so that the people with cell phones would you be interested in a, in a thing like that modern oh yeah modernized what'd be cool is you played online no. that'd be awesome no I, I think some games, I think, recently released, that six-player Turtles game, right? Yeah. Shredder's Revenge, awesome, awesome. It's a good set-down, play-it, get-through-it kind of thing. Yeah. Asteroids, 
I think the way Asteroids was made was to be a five, ten minute concept. I mean, if, at expert levels. And trying to stretch that over any amount of time with friends or whatever, because you'd have to put in experience and power-ups and that kind of crap. The concept's not there. It's You're not right for it. You're nuts. You're out of your mind. No. Remember when that Streets of Rage 3 came out a couple Completely years ago? Completely different And concept. people were like, oh, man, they were licking their chops with Streets of Rage. They can't get, that, wait to get their paws. Then it came out, and it was a big ballyhoo. And then when was the last time we talked about that? Zero times. And this Shredder thing, right now everybody's like, oh, it's, a, it's the Turtles. These beat-em-ups, they come and go. Asteroids, high score games, they're going to be around forever because there's going to be people out there trying to better themselves. Oh, we got to spin. <laughs> and we've got the Commodore 64. All right. Now, Aaron, I want to talk about... I, I got to hear this. I, I want to go down a, a line of games that is often praised for the Commodore 64. All right. It's many, many, many sports titles. Okay. All right. You now, got, wait a minute. What? The people praise a bunch of Commodore sports titles. Yeah, Which you've got ones? all your Olympic games. But you've that's got, on every machine. You've got, by, where do you play? If you're going to play a game like Summer Games or Winter Games or California Games, where are you going to play it? Amiga? Wrong. You're going to play it on the C64. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, no, seriously. You would play it on the Amiga over the C64? Well, yeah. Why? I don't know. Easier. E- in, easier in what regard? To, to like load up and play, I guess. I like it better on there. I completely disagree. When you, when I, I want to hear some. I want to hear stuff about sixty four exclusive titles from you. Let's hear. Something oh about. gosh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for cutting me off. Okay, give me a C sixty four exclusive, Aaron. That wasn't made in the last decade. In the last decade? Well, let me think here for a second. How about Forbidden Forest? That's a great game. Yeah. No one ever talks about that anymore, and it was awesome. I played, me and Bo stumbled upon that when we did ARG early on. Was Forbidden Forest the one that was not actually released? Are you kidding me? You're exposing yourself. By the way, that one was released too, wasn't it? It was. There you go. Forbidden Forest is a great game. And it sets a beautiful atmosphere. It's got the music and stuff. I heard an interview with the guy that made it, and his approach was very cinematic. He was a movie guy. He was a soundtrack guy. And so when he put... Forbidden Forest together, he was not a programmer. Like, his programming knowledge was limited. And so he put it together like he would put together a movie. Like, what? what is the hero? What is the concept? What is he trying to do? Who's the bad guy? Have the sound ramp up. Have the, it get darker and more evil looking. The effects were cool. That's a great game that plays in, in a way you don't see a lot of other games played. I'll, I'll, I'll really enjoy that one. It's also not a C64 exclusive. Well, what else was it on? The Atari 8-bit. Well, but see, he programmed it originally for the No, wait a No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, wait you a minute. You were chastising me, and you're like, oh, you can't even think of a C64 exclusive. Let me tell you something. You gave a game that wasn't a C64 you're exclusive. You're arguing smacks here because you looked it up on Wiki. I'm looking right That's here. That's right, because I did not know the well, game. Well, that doesn't get, doesn't get, you don't get to bad mouth no, me. No, no, try again. No, now try you, again. now it's your turn. I picked one. I have no idea what Why don't you look on Wiki and see if you can find something that's exclusive? I, honestly. I was lying. Don't really do that. <laughs> What are you guys? What's your favorite C64 game? Shout it out. Park Patrol. That's a good one. Impossible Mission. That's it's, it's on multiple things. Space Taxi. Space, Space Taxi. Taxi. That's another yeah. great Can one. Can anyone give me a C64 exclusive? Park Patrol. Park Patrol. Park Patrol's on the Atari too, no, isn't it's it? Not. Really? No, it's not. There you go. Park Patrol, which is a great game. And what I like about Park Patrol is that if you don't... 
if you don't pay attention, like you don't even know you could go in the water or on the land. That's what makes it Wait, great. What, what is it? Park Far? Patrol. You've never heard of that? You're picking up litter, and you're and you're a ranger. And the good thing is, you can it allows you to go in the water and on the land. It's a it's a real fun game. I believe it was Activision wasn't a boat that yeah. put that put that out. Yeah, lawless. And, and what I can't figure out about a game like that is why no, like that's another one. C sixty four people know it, but like no one really talks about that one too much. And why didn't that get moved over to like some of the consoles? It would have worked great over there. Not an exclusive. Also released on the Spectrum and the Amstrad. U.S. exclusive. <laughs> Would you stop? Would you just... No. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. And this is an incredible... This is like live trolling. <laughs> no. Some geek on the keyboard. Ugh. Ugh. You're wrong. And you don't have an answer of your own. All you're doing is bad mouth on other people's no, answers. No. Because I wasn't the This one. is why you're reviled right here. This is... No, no. You're the one that called off the challenge. Would you're you... The listen. One that listen. We've ruined this one. Spin it again. We're sorry, 64. He's an idiot. Also, would you stop looking at Wiggins? Just roll the dice. Let's go. C64. Come on, baby. One time for me. Okay, Atari. <laughs> I want to talk about 2600 now. Okay, 2600. Right, so what's, your fa- what's your favorite Atari 2600 game? Uh, I mean, Combat would be my favorite. Combat's awful good. Yeah. But it's not the. I mean, it's not the. It's not the best. No, I didn't. You didn't ask for the best. You what about my what favorite. about? Uh, uh, I like Pitfall Two. Pitfall is a really good system. Pitfall Two is the good one. Now here's the thing, Combat obviously the the premier two player game for the Atari. It was great. Um, it's a great game. One of the great pack in games of all time. Do you think? Uh, and we'll go back to Pitfall because Pitfall Two was actually incredible game. Do you think? Atari did enough to rectify the mistake they made with their first Pac-Man, by re- the second Pac-Man release. Yeah, but by that time, they'd already sold a zillion consoles. No, no, no. no. I'm saying, do you think that no, think the they rectified- second release of Pac-Man was good enough to pretend like the first Pac-Man? They released Pac-Man the second Pac-Man on the 2600? Yeah. Oh, Miss. Thank you. Well, that's not a second Pac-Man. Why didn't you just say Miss Pac-Man? The no is the answer. Okay. So you're saying... It's like talking to Yoda. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> hell you're saying. <clears throat> do, do you think... Okay, let's back up a little bit. Maybe maybe I should start this conversation with the 2600 Pac-Man. Obviously a disaster of relief. I mean, it, it sold millions and millions it of wasn't, It wasn't horrible. It was also one of the most returned games of all time. Yeah. Not, E.T. was worse. It could have been worse, though. It wasn't. What? I mean, you can play it. I mean, I played it. If you had a 2600, you played it. It was Pac-Man esque. You played it. The cherries looked like a big red dot. That you were eating dashes. Pac-Man was squared off. But I mean, it's all you had. It was okay. I disagree. It was horrible. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, it was. You still played it. People still played it. Everyone I knew had it, and they all played it. But do you you saw with Miss Pac-Man? Yeah. What they could have done if they would have taken their time and did it right. Right. Now I know there's the the whole story behind it. That, you know, it was lawsuits. They were trying to get it out the door. Because everyone else was releasing their Pac-Man version, and they wanted to catch that crowd while it was still hot. Yeah. Do you think that is justification on on Atari? I'm not talking about the programmers. You know, they did what they had. They did what they could. I'm talking about corporate. Do you think that's justification for them to release that game in the state that it was in? Yeah, it was a. It was listen. I put a lot of 2600 games were fifty thousand times worse than Pac-Man. Are you kidding me? 
You ever play tic-tac-toe in there? We forgot six Pac-Man's a game. We have a fundamental difference in opinion then. Listen, you know the guy that made that? He got one of the biggest royalty payoffs of any of the programs yeah, there. Yeah, because when you buy... He went to the money bank. He said, Atari made too many of these things. That was the problem. People bought them. It also was not that good. People were like... This and, is something, and there were other versions of this, that game. But this right here is... This is what happens when you look at this stuff a, a thousand years ago. People look at Pac-Man and they're like, oh, God, look at this blocky disaster. That's because everybody's spoiled. All right, we got to spin. We're right. Our, just, our, time, our timer is, is drastically reducing here. All right, we've got Sinclair, Sinclair Aaron. Do you have, a, or do, have you played enough of those games to have a favorite? Oh, I've played plenty of those games. Gosh, a favorite Sinclair game. I really like Happy Coding's game with me in it. What? Shay's Because <laughs> I, I can see me, you know. And also, I should mention Happy has released a uh, Boatfoot's exclusive game with all of us in it. It's a it's a remake of Attic Attack. And also, I like that one too. Now, Attic Attack is an actual game I don't I never got along with. Right. You know. Uh, uh, but I do, I really do like I mean, of all the games I've played, I think Chase Max is one of my favorite games. Not just because I'm in it, it's just fun. Uh, I like the going back and forth aspect. I will say, uh, um, this is apropos, but I mean, uh, uh, 3D Death Race is a lot of fun, and, and that's what we're playing this weekend. It's a lot of fun. That's like one of the first games I ever played on the Spectrum. I picked it because I had a cool name, and I love that game. It really gives you a good sense of, uh, of movement and stuff, and it shows you what you can do in a system that has limitations. You can really make stuff uh, interesting and fun and fast. Now, I'll have to say, I, you obviously have a vast superior... Uh, That's true. Experiences it, it, oh. with the ZX Spectrum than I do. Do you think that for a, a, a little a little computer that could that they tapped all its potential? Oh God, no, no, no. There's all kinds of potential left in the Spectrum. Really? Oh yeah. The new stuff coming out. They've got a lot of. They've got good stuff coming out. The demo scene on there is stunningly, surprisingly interesting. Really? Yeah. And demo makers, it's just like I watch 48K's channel with the Atari. Like, you see these demos that you can't believe exist on these little machines. You know, uh, it blows my mind, and the ZX is the same way. So, yeah, there's still there's always a little bit left to squeeze it. I mean, there's some consoles. I think they've almost got all of it out, like maybe the 2600. I think they're pretty close. They pretty much milked that one dry. But there's plenty of uh, juice on a lot of these. And there's tons of untapped potential in some of the machines that... They just haven't gotten around oh, yet. Like we got to spin. How much time are we getting now? Chat subject choice. Chat, give us a subject. RST. No, a Pick subject, not a concept. <laughs> <laughs> a subject, not a uh, not a console. Everyone's giving us computers and consoles. That's because subject. That's an abstract concept. A subject. Does anyone not understand the concept of subject? Aaron is concerned for you. How many people you. have shouted out a subject? Let's talk about the Atari ST. That was a good one. And you, but you glazed right, over that. Right. Listen, we were getting into this last night, and I thought, Bo, I was I almost brought a tear to my eye, Bo, when you gave that long, drawn-out response yesterday on why the ST is... is uh, looked down upon now after uh, be, you know uh, by the Amiga crowd. This this is a fairly capable machine that you got at a good price. We learned that when we did the Amiga versus Atari yes. ST uh, show. That really opened my eyes a lot. To when you really go back and look at the subject, yeah. Um, 
that you if you ignore the timeline, yeah. you lose so much of the story. Yeah, well, that's that's what I was saying. When it, just like the uh, the Pac Man, when you look back on the stuff now, sure, it's like wow, the media really glazed over. But I mean, the, the Atari was there first. It was way cheaper, and it was capable right out of the box with a lot of software. And while the Amiga took a trust me, I've looked at the first couple of years of the Amiga. The software was garbage. It was no good. Like the Atari had good stuff out of the gate. And it had, and it came in at a, at a reasonable price, including tools for not just gamers, but also people that want to do musical stuff. So it's a, a, a system now that I mean, in the states, no one gave any craps about the Atari ST. But over in Europe and stuff, where it had a little bit of footing, you know, there it has its crowd. But it's it's funny that they've sort of you know they're not as loud or as large as the Amiga crowd. But I guess they're still there. But we've you know, me and Boat have been doing the ST show, and I've looked through a lot of games we haven't even tried yet. There's some pretty good stuff on there, and there's uh, Sundog was really a surprise for me. That's a heck of a game. The depth on that was off the charts, uh, and uh, as a space exploration game, it was like Frontier, except you get to go down on the planet. Yeah. You get to explore cities. You get to explore planets. There was a lot of moving parts. Well, yeah, I, I, I went into that uh, when I was doing the Atari versus Amiga thing. Now, Aaron, I have a question. Yeah. By what year of Amiga do you think that the the war was over when the 500 yeah. came out so what was that year like three oh, about 80 88 something like 87 what do you think it? after that that was it, it was just yeah, the that cheaper price that's it yeah. and uh uh the, the company i think that's really when it turned it's not like it's not like the point. second it came out the Atari just exploded it took but i mean that's just the, the tipping point was when the 500 was released in my opinion all right fair enough yeah there you go uh, we have about 30 seconds more on this topic. Do you want to actually pick a game? Uh, I did, Sundog. I think it's, so far, for the games me and Bo have played, it's the, so complex. That's the, one that's, that's the one that's most impressive. The problem is just getting it to run. Yeah, and it's we don't very have, complex. We don't have an actual ST, and so getting this stuff to it's a real challenge. To, because the emulation, I know I've got the mister and stuff, but it's still, there's stuff me and Bo have to do to get some of this stuff to work. Bo was telling me the instructions to get one of these games to work. You have to hold that escape, hit F6, then you got to wait 30 seconds. It's like, what is going on? And in Sundog, we had to quit playing every, what, 40 minutes or so and crash, so... You know, that's part of it, though. All right, and we got two spins left in it. All right. These are going to be quick discussions. Oh, geez. On the Nintendo. Aaron. Yeah. I want to to know something. Did you ever play Bionic Commando back in the day for the Nintendo Entertainment Is that the one where the guy's arms extend? Yeah, well, he he can shoot and use it as a grappling. Yeah, I have played that. All right. Do you have an opinion on that before I talk about how awesome it was? I don't have an opinion. All right, let me tell you something. That was such a groundbreaking game because it took jumping out of the equation. It's one of the few games uh, that I remember growing up that excelled off of removing a gameplay element. Now, not being able to jump, because it was a platform game. Yeah. Not being able to jump, forcing you to use your grapple arm for mobility was a genius and risky move, and they pulled it off to a T. Also, you get to kill Robot Hitler in that. His head explodes, and he curses, all in a Nintendo game. It was one of the best experiences I've ever rented as a Nintendo as a kid. Do you? Can you think of any other game element that you remove from a game to enhance the experience? I was just I'm preoccupied. So I was thinking, so what would it be like to go through life with grapple arm? Well, that's that's good. Aaron. Good job. <laughs> 
I mean, that would be cool, I think, right? But I mean, did he have a real arm, or was it like something he put on one? No, no, it was. It so was, that he, an arm yeah. was severed. Did he yeah. do it on purpose, or was it like a robot? Well, he's, he's, he's a super soldier. Because I mean, you could get a lot of action with a robo arm. Well, also he he could pick up things with it, right? And you can swing yeah. with it. Yeah. Well, would, unfortunately, I think with our body mass, if we tried to swing with a robot arm, well, you'd be we, in better shape. Although, you can reach far. You can reach the fridge or the living room. One or two things are happening. Yeah. Our shoulders are separating, or we're tearing down building structures. I think we should. I think you know they've got the uh, all these scooters and all this electronic stuff. They they get. You're right. Around. I do want a little no, scooter. Man. No, no. I mean, I think we went in the wrong direction. If we all had, if they worked oh, on the ground, we could get. <laughs> The Neo Geo, Aaron, of course, we have to talk about the one, the only, NAM 45. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, one. Do you have, obviously, our favorite game is Neo Turf Masters. That's real good. Let's yeah. go past yeah. that, okay? We all we all know it. We all love it. Yeah. Obviously, great. one of, if not the best golf games of all time. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about that. We Why? Because oh. we have to force ourselves past what we're We have to play, with. okay. What's what, that mean? What's a weird sound? What like? is another Neo Geo game? That you can recommend to the world. I like World Heroes. That too. isn't a fighting game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Neo Mr. Do. You know, I always hated this game. Neo and then I started Do is playing garbage. It, and, then I, and now I kind of like it. It's got two, you get two do's. Two do's. Are you seriously recommending to the world Neo Mr. Do? First of all, I got a soft spot for Mr. Do. By the way, I Jeopardy yesterday, Do. I couldn't believe no one answered the Mr. Do question. I, I couldn't either. I was appalled I by was that. disappointed. Because Do is cool, and Mr. Do's kind of, the Neo version, he's kind of funky. You know, he's got yeah, kind of a it, color splash going on. And I thought, the, I just think it's a, I mean, why not? It's the unique Mr. Do game on a, on a system like that. I, I, I hated it at first, but now I kind of like it. What brought you around? What did you... Uh, what I don't know. just played it a lot. Kind of got into it, you know? I mean, was it so... Did you figure something out? I just like the look. I like the look of it. Yeah, I got better at it. It's just one of those games... I mean, when you first look... All right, at we got to spin the wheel. <laughs> Your rules suck. I don't get that. What about... How come you never get interrupted? Four-player four games. All right. We got one minute, Aaron. Give me a four-player game you love. Uh, I like NBA Jam on the Jaguar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that a little real quick. That was a, a boat fest miracle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Someone brought a multi-tap. Billy. Had two controllers. Yeah. Aaron just happenstance to find the two he owned. Yeah, hell yeah. And then it happened. Yeah. Four-player nope. NBA jam on the Jaguar. It might be the only time in this state it's ever happened. That was great. I didn't know they made a four-player adapter for it. So it made it double fun. And then you had to figure out the intricate cryptic controls to get everything started up. They loved it. They had it all ironed out by the time I got there. Yeah. Then yeah. you have to worry about the cryptic controls of controlling the game. Which yeah. they, put, <laughs> they put the turbo button in the middle button. I don't know what they were thinking there. That is odd. Hey, listen, that game plays great. It looks great, doesn't it? I mean, we, we had a good time. It looks just like NBA Jam. Why aren't seconds. there more games like that on the Jaguar? <laughs> There's only two games that support that thing. That is kind Why of Why did you buy yeah. that? Are you out of your mind? All right, Aaron, last spin. This is a 30-second discussion. Let's talk about your talent. <laughs> the C64 for a final time. Aaron, can you name an exclusive? No, you can't, so I will give you some. He just doctored the wheel. So you've got the, He's got the page up here. We got a Barbie 1984 oh, game. Why didn't you Barbie. play that? <laughs> 
Frodo covered that one. Break dance. Why don't you get up and do some That's of that That's Flock's game. He covered that one. Cave of the World Word Wizard. That sounds kind of fun. Uh, Frantic Freddy. We're going to have to check that out. I think out. I knew that guy. Hole in One Golf. Uh, we've got Ice Palace. Oh, we're out of time, Aaron. Hit the music. Uh, which music? It's all over for us. Thank you for joining us here at Boat Fest. We hope you had a time. A time? <laughs> I'll yeah. bet you have a time. I'm not everyone. restricting people to a good time, Aaron. I You're know better than that. You're an idiot. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. A special thank you to Devin Styles for our Vector Style Graphics and Parkbit for our amazing music. If you'd like to help keep ARG spinning, you can do so at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Dryerlet, 17, Laron Garut, Templar Mar, Z9K9, Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman, Retroalgy, Airshack, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, O'Raw, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Roushy, Ram, Debbie Betke, Dave, Velociraptor, Bernhardt Lucas, Steve Rathmason, Anthony Jarvis, Bitterblitter, Kajako6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Flack O'Hara, Jason Warns, Misiyama, Chris Bowles, Frodo Fidel, The Slow. and Rolo. They all have access to our Discord channel, their name called out in the credits, and visualized in the ending scene. Have an idea for a wheel piece? You can send it to us at argpresents at mail.com.